What bro speedrunners, noobs, and leads, welcome once again to the Unique Gamer Podcast! Welcome once again, we are back, and with me as always is Andy Roberts. Hello! Is Matthew Angel. Hello. And over the other side of the pond is Matthew Holland. You're going to blow out a gasket if you keep yelling like that, I, I swear. No, it's good, isn't it? Uh, it's empowering. You, you can know? see the veins bulging on his forehead. I, know. I, could, see the, uh, I, I could see the peaks clipping on the recording as, as we're doing it. It's all good, though. It's all good. Well, now that's my job done for the show. So uh, over to you, boys. What's in the news, Andy? I don't know. Do you not know? i tell you what. A new season of Fortnite is starting next week. And uh, it's all pretty exciting because they basically revealed that the old um, the comet in the sky is something to do with the new season. The new season having some kind of superhero-y kind of comet theme thing going on. And loads of like meteors have been like landing on the uh, on the map and stuff, so it's all been quite exciting. Is that happening? I have not experienced it. Yeah, my my view on it is that it's a bit more cynical than Andy's is. So I suspect that this whole superhero thing around the comet and everything is just an excuse for them to put superhero costumes in the store and make everyone buy them. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that everything that they do is entirely based around how can we monetize this in yeah. any way we possibly can. Hey, but it gets me excited. But the meteors all landing and crashing and stuff are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, they still haven't got me. I, I am 100% unmonetized. I was terrified. So that's why I'm not affected by the seasons thing. I don't even know what it is. I hadn't even seen one crash, and I was just hiding in a shed in, uh, I think it was Anarchy Acres. And I'm just creeping out, and I can see some fellas. And suddenly this giant like part of a comet just lands in front of me, and I'm just like... Oh. <laughs> so Are they like, what, causing damage? What new... Way? I don't know. I wasn't hit by one. So I, I saw I saw a couple uh, yesterday um, came in, and they smashed through some trees. So they take trees down. Okay. I don't think they'll take down people's... Um, Kind of constructions or structures or anything like that, though. Right. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from from all that stuff. I mean, I I think as much as anything else, it's it's just a lot of kind of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of fun stuff there, but I don't I don't think there's actually yeah. any significant no, change to the game going. Again they to seem to enjoy trolling people. Yes. Quite a lot. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, which I, I appreciate. I think it's quite funny. No, I think it is good. So I think that's going to happen. When is that happening? Next week? Um, so the new season starts at the end of this coming week. Okay. So oh, I have 100%ed all the challenges and everything now. I have am, am, wow. completed season three. Very that nice. That is hardcore. I don't even... What I, don't, I still don't really get what the seasons are. That, that thing of 100 levels, mm-hmm. is that per season? Or yeah. is that all yes. time? Per season. Yeah. So you the so um so that there'll actually be a, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so the in the new season uh, as of next week, everybody who buys a battle pass, well, and that, and everybody else as well on the um on the Brexit version, yeah. um, you get like a new a hundred new levels to, to to rank up along. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you going to pay pay for it this season? Oh so? well, I may be I may be forced into uh, paying. You, at you some must point. already have some gold over from. I kind of like I kind of like not having it now. I kind of like being the last one standing in the shit outfits. You're a Fortnite hipster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You stood there with your vinyl player. Yeah, I'm keeping it real. Keeping it real down there at the low levels, the Brexit levels. Nice. In in other news this week, uh, a very big game came out. I don't know if any of us are playing it, actually. But God of War came out and everybody has gone mental. I believe Matt's playing it. I'm playing it. I am. Is it it as good as everybody says? It's... 
pretty damn good. I've been thoroughly impressed by it. I enjoyed the first three games when they came out, um, but this one is a direct sequel to those three games, but it's a completely different game style. Um, it's still, you know, over-the-top violent and crazy, but just the story and the narrative they've set up and established in this story so far, I'm only about 10 hours in, so I know I'm just barely scratching the surface of it, but it's just been amazing so far. It's one of those games where it's like, okay, I'm going to go do one more thing, and then I'm going to log off and be done. And then it's an hour and a half later, and I'm still going. <laughs> yeah. but, oh, oh. Uh, I did I, say I was going to log off, didn't I? I've got to ask, Matt, how, how different is it to the other games? Because I love the first three, and I looked at a video of someone playing this, and it looked a bit more Dark Souls-y. But, um... Yes, that is a very apt description of it. Uh, this, if, you origin, if you remember the original one, yeah. um, they basically like controlled all of the camera angles yeah. for you. They basically told you what you were going to look at, what you were going to focus on. This one is very much over-the-shoulder, done in the style of you are basically following Kratos around. They have made a huge deal of pretty much there are no cuts. There's no, right. unless you die or something, there's no real loading screen. So okay. basically from start to finish, you are completely looking over Kratos' shoulder. Whatever Kratos sees is pretty much what you see. And so you're doing all of the controlling of you know what he's looking at and what he's focusing on. Um, but yet gameplay-wise, it's it's... It's definitely a lot more intricate than what I remember the first right, three games yeah. being. So. Yeah, because the originals were sort of hack and slash style, wander around, just hit things lots of times, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, sure, I, I am. And there's, def- buy it. there's definitely a lot of that. Yeah. Is there any quick time shagging? Oh Jesus! No, you have your ten-year-old son with you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what let me just let me just clarify for anyone who hasn't played god of war i believe it's god of war 3 actually where yeah. there is one... oh, it's all of them all three of them the first three of them all had that scene it was a big thing in I, each one i just remember sat there in this quick time event where you have to pleasure a lady by pressing circle then square then and i don't enjoy quick time events anyway i, I don't find that an, an interesting game white gameplay thing and you're sat there and it's such a difficult quick time thing that you go through and through it and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. This is the most <laughs> awkward situation. And you're just going, can I just not just have a button go, I do not want to play this part of the game. I think we're going to have to have a top five uh, in-game sex scenes and see if <laughs> God of War makes it onto that list. Did we ever come back and talk about um, Stick Shift? That's, oh shit, no. We did. did you guys play it? I, I, I may have had a go on Stick Shift. I, yeah. I yes. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> tell, tell us about Stick Shift, Andy. Stick Shift is um, one of the more uh, arousing experiences I've had in video games, uh, or not. It's just a man I, driving a car. Yeah, it's just a man driving a car, and basically you, you, you have to move your hand up and down uh, the gear stick, and you've got to time your gear changes correctly, <laughs> and then the car and the driver basically start getting really sexually excited. Um, and when you get to the end, it's, it's they, reach a, they reach a mutual orgasm. They do, yeah. And then they get, say, yeah, yeah, and then um, get pulled over by the police um, for like wanking off your car. But yeah. it's it's, a, it's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, it's, but it's but quite funny. Extreme. Yeah, it's good. Isn't it, it is good funny. It's, like it's, it. it's kind of quite, quite creative, and it 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 then subsequently got kind of slightly re- redone, and then 
um, released in this kind of like a triptych of of kind of essentially gay sex themed games. Oh really? Um, yeah, and then I didn't really understand the other ones, so I just started <laughs> stopped playing it. But, but it's, it's worth a go. They were quite good fun. So I, I looked into it after you recommended it on. I yeah. think it was the second one, and. Um, the first thing I saw was stick shift. Like the description of it was, stick shift is an autoerotic night driving game about pleasuring a gay car. Yes, <laughs> that's about right. And, yeah. and I, was like, I was like, it's not clear if the car is gay or not. To be honest, well, because he's being pleasured by a human. No, but it's, that's on his website. That's on the website description oh, okay. of the game. So it's claiming it's a gay car. Surely, in my my view, a gay car would prefer to be Other pleasured cars. by. Another car of the same gender, also sort of same colour. I don't know if cars have genders. I'm well, going to be honest with you. I don't. I don't think that's the only <laughs> thing that's wrong with the logic of that game. No, but this, this was the first thing that came into my mind. I was like, "How does that work?" Because that's that's the equivalent Scru- of going. Scruff's well. looking very confused on the other side of the line. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> Look, you didn't. I told you to play stick shift for homework, and you didn't do it. And now this is the situation. In fairness, I didn't either. I just I just used <laughs> Wait, the, the crib homework assignment. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but what's I, interesting I when, I, one, when I, I looked into it, it was um, the, all the reviews were talking about how it was a social commentary on the way that police police treat people. Like you know, there was a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff, and I was just going, I'm still can't get over the fact that they're claiming this car is gay, and I'm no, just it's like, a dude wanking off a car. Yeah, that's yeah, what's okay. happening. That, that's more of a yeah. reflection of of people who obsess more about cars. I think. Yes. So. <laughs> well, there was that there was that documentary, wasn't there, about people that have sex with cars? And is a legit thing. Was it Top Gear? No. <laughs> I don't claim to be an expert on auto. What is it? Auto eroticism. I think so. Yeah. But these guys seem to enjoy themselves, so I'm going to leave them to it. And whatever the name of that mad Japanese fella is, we'll leave it to him. Wouldn't well. it just burn your like knob on the exhaust? I don't pipe. think you have to use the exhaust. But why oh, are okay. we talking about? I this? don't know. Right. <laughs> is it on at the time? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That the car is not running at that point. Because that would be very dangerous. But still, that's metal. That's going to be painful. <laughs> I did see someone once put a uh, condom onto a exhaust pipe. It was amazing. It blew up into a balloon. I was going to say, eight what, feet across. What, what did they do next? Yeah, after yeah. That. But yeah, okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. So, anyway, there's more homework for you as a rabbit hole of YouTube to get involved with. Uh, <laughs> just to clarify, I'm not going on YouTube to search for condom slash car. You'll find more videos. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so that was Stick Shift. Well done, Andy. Good for doing your homework. The other two, shame on you. Uh, but, you st- well, the surprise has been ruined, but you can still enjoy Stick Shift because it's a fantastic game for all the family. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Other stuff that happened this week. Hard Someone time. sent me on WhatsApp. I said hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the sequel, Matt. Hey, very <laughs> good. Someone sent around on the WhatsApp that there's a Donkey Kong game coming out. Talk about Donkey Kong. You want me to talk about Donkey Kong? Yes. Or do you want Andy to talk about the actual game that's coming out? I don't know anything about the game that's coming out. I think Scruff's our resident Nintendo person. Oh, was it Matt? Matt, talk what? about Donkey Kong. No. I, I have no information about this. You're throwing me into the deep end of the who, pool here. Who said there right. was a new Donkey well, Kong I'll tell you. I, I will tell you. Please tell me. There's a don- me. There's I don't Donkey even have a Kong- Switch. Why would I know about this? <laughs> Donkey Kong Country is coming out on the Switch. Okay. That is a thing. That is okay. happening. Anytime soon? Yes. Like sometime this year. Okay. And it looks exactly like the whatever the last one was. Donkey Kong Country on the Wii, I think. Wii U. Um, I, I don't think I, I ever played that. Well, 
Me neither. I've heard it was incredibly difficult. Yes, yeah. this is oh, the thing I don't about know the it. sound of that. The last ones have this reputation for being incredibly hard, and I don't know if that's going to be the case on the Switch. But what yeah. Ca- so what kind of game is it? 3D platformer, I'd say. Okay. Okay. I would assume it's like I would assume it's a side scroller. That's uh, yeah, what most yeah. of the Donkey Kong countries have been. Have yeah. been pretty much side scrollers. So it's uh, but yeah, it means that they're just rounding out the Switch uh, uh, library to include all your classic Nintendo odds and bobs. Yeah. Have you been playing yours, Andy? I have. I've been. I've just been playing Zelda. Although what I have been doing is I haven't been kind of like kind of burying myself deep in it. I've been playing like half an hour or an hour here or there um, but I think that's one of the, the, the beauties of the Switch is you kind of just pick it up have a quick go on it for, for a little yeah. while so uh, I am really enjoying it I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it um, I've had a bit of a play on one two Switch as well with some with some other friends um, which I was quite disappointed by it is supposed to be rubbish I mean it's like 35 30 quid now I think it is that comes out and and you know it, when I read reviews about it and stuff, it was saying that it, that it was kind of showcasing what the Switch is about and its kind of flexibility and stuff like that. But it's a load of basically sub-Wii sports games, is, is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, 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 not, it's not great. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining, it's diverting uh, for, a, for a, like, you know, half an hour, but well, that's, that's it. It's not, very, it's not very interesting or creative. That's what I heard about it, was that it should have been packaged with it as a showcase. Yep. And, and the interesting thing with Wii Sports is I don't think anyone who played Wii Sports would have minded forking out like 20 quid for Wii Sports because it was actually really good, but one, two, switch, everyone's massively disappointed that you'd had to pay for it, so... Yes, yes. I mean, it, 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 it's a good thing to have because it, it, it's, it's, it's great to have when you've got some people around just chuck it on just to keep people kind of entertained for half an hour. And it, it's, it's all, it is all right for that. But you're not going to have like an entire evening's worth of entertainment out of it like you do with like whatever Wii Sports mm-hmm. or Wii Fit or whatever. Yeah, I'm amazed that you got this far from the launch and still purchased <laughs> that. Well, again, it was it was purely just because the the I've got you know kids come round and stuff like that, and like niece and nephew and girlfriend's kids and stuff, and it's it's quite quite good to play for, with them Why? just to just play stick shift. The other thing I heard this week, which is really cool and has yet to be fully explained, but is quite cool, is is this following thing that I'm about to say. Okay, last week, an original unsold copy of Sonic 2 for the Game Gear was sold at retail. So this means that a game from uh, a game from 26 years ago was sold as new in a shop by someone. Where? Somewhere in America, somebody <coughs> bought an original unopened wow copy of Sonic 2. How much for? For like retail normal retail price. And people are now trying to work out like why this has happened and is this the oldest ever video game sold at point of sale, which I think it probably is. Uh but apparently there was all these like rumours going around that well maybe somebody just lost it or it got stuck under a part of a sh- you know, like a shop display counter or something. But loads of people are saying that it's Toys R Us because they're going into liquidation. Yeah. They've gone and found all this old shit that's been like buried in the back of warehouses. <laughs> And I thought that's pretty cool to be able to go in and buy, like not a faded copy. You know, no. it's not been sitting in a shop window at CDX or something. It's it's legit, like from the factory. What worries me with this, and this is goes as someone who owned a Game Gear, is if you owned a Game Gear, why did you not own Sonic Two already? It's a very good question. Well, no, just because this copy wasn't sold doesn't mean there was somebody out there who didn't get a copy. But but the person who bought, bought it, it just then—that's what I mean. 
this I, week. Someone well, someone must have bought this going I, going I, I need a copy of Sonic 2 for the Game Gear. Well, my my, my favorite explanation, right, is that it's a pre-order that they've only just collected. <laughs> ah, I see. Um, I'm going to be honest with you though. I don't know where my copy of Sonic 2 is. So if I found my Game Gear, I I, I might want to go nip down to to, uh, to Toys mine, <laughs> mine went down to the recycling center last year. Oh. With my Game Gear that no longer worked. I never had a Game Gear. My Game Gear still works. Uh, No, mine mine had a big line down the middle, so when Sonic came up to be his little annoying self and give his his, thumbs up or whatever, you just couldn't see the middle of his face, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, without giving any spoilers, we'll talk about that game a little bit later on. Oh, okay, good, good. um, Scruff, Game Gear? Never had one. No? Me neither. Never had one, yeah. Game. Was never on my radar. I was always a Game Boy, or you know, once I got to be an adult, was the PlayStation PSP or the Vita. I was far too poor for such bourgeois luxuries <laughs> as, as, as the sake of Game Gear. Comrade Hawkins has appeared. <laughs> I um yeah, the, the Game Gear was great. I mean, it was it it, it wasn't strictly a kind of a, a portable no. device because um, you could only really play it by plugging uh, it in it was battery life that was the issue uh, yeah it's like it, 20, 20 minutes to half an hour it, basically it took six triple six double a batteries and it lasted about an hour and a half on those like not <laughs> at, even a car journey at most, journey. At most yeah, yeah. Dude, it, it was an expensive hobby if you wanted to take that portable with you yeah no you you had to plug it in you yeah. had to plug it in but it was still great. Yeah, yeah. Great. You weren't on the TV. I think that was the key for adults. Yes. That was probably yeah, what it was definitely. really all about. Yeah. Anybody else got any more news? Anything else happened this week? Uh, yes. So the uh, latest update to Magic the Gathering oh, Arena Jesus. beta has, has gone live. <laughs> it's got the economy in there, so you can spend all your cash on stuff. How much money have you spent? I have spent nothing. No, spent. Seriously? Uh, well, I've spent... This is like an intervention. You have to tell us. <laughs> right. I, I currently haven't spent well, anything. He said no, and then he's like, well, well. <laughs> well, I went to spend 30 quid on gems, which would let me buy packs. But then it diverted me to an external website that looked a little bit ropey. They haven't got PayPal uh, links in right. yet or any sort of integration. So I decided to wait because obviously they're going to reset everyone's um, uh, sort of collections once it's out of the beta. Yeah. You lose all your cards. They will give you all of those gems back that you bought to buy things with. But I'd rather do it when the website you put your money credit card into looks a little bit legit. Le- legit. Yeah. I have, however, spent sixty pounds on Magic the Gathering cards, like physical ones. IRL cards. Yeah, just because of my addiction to Magic the Gathering Arena. So. Wow. Well, there's no more mocking me for playing FIFA Ultimate Team. I'm no, afraid. no, indeed. indeed. You're, you're in it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've I've ducked in and out of Magic the Gathering over the years, and and uh, this is the first time in probably about five years, in which case, which I've spent money on it. Have you have you also bought yourself a cape so that when you go no, to the no. shop to play magic uh, with people no. you're properly dressed? I, I also haven't got into the the habit of ripping off small children for their 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 best cards <laughs> by telling them that card's rubbish. I'll give you this card which is way better in trade for it. Oh, those magic bastards! Yeah, yeah, honestly, unbelievable. Uh, there's there's something about people who play real life magic who um, are not the greatest representatives of our society, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to try and start up an over 30s Magic the Gathering League, much like my thing, in the hope that the over 30s are a bit less, uh, you know, <laughs> troublesome. Well, I think that's it for the news, unless anybody else has any more news. No. 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 No, Scruff? Anything happening yeah. over the other side of the world? Yep. All quiet over here. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's what I like to hear. So we're going to go into this week's quiz. 
Yes, prepare yourself. Right. See, I'm 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 even more <laughs> nervous now than I have been before uh, because I was two nil up and like you were all mocking me last week for being nervous but I'm now suddenly I'm, I'm now in that position where I'm going to let a two two goal lead slip you're yeah. the arsenal of the yeah, Elite yeah. Gamer podcast I know I'm well so worried. I'm on a roll yeah I'm coming for you <laughs> so let's uh, let's just let's just see are you all ready yes. I'm ready to so go so I'm going to start let's the Tetris go. up again so we've got some nice background music right everybody here we go do you remember last week what was last week last week was um, Michael Walker. Jackson's Moonwalker yes which upsets some people. It's always going to upset some people. I love the start of the quiz. It's my favourite part of the show. Yeah, you're it. all looking I at me like, like, like you're I'm all, nervous. Like, I'm really nervous. nervous. I'm just like... It's good. Okay, this game was first released in 2003. 2003. Uh, stop. Yeah. Is it FIFA 2004? <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent guess, but it's not correct. <laughs> It's not NBA 2004, it's not NHL 2004. <laughs> right. Oh dear, Andy's got the giggles. Uh, uh, clue number two. Like last week's game, this is also a movie tie-in. Blank faces. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, good work, guys. Clue number three. Gameplay heavily borrows from D&D with round-based combat. Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, dear. Okay, clue the number four. There are seven main games in the series. Seven? Seven. Seven? Seven. With this being the first. This is very hard this week, Simon. Okay. No? (laughs) So 2003. Yeah. Round-based combat. Round-based combat. Has it got dice? No, it's a video game. But there's, no, there's no virtual dice if I remember correctly. Number clue the number five. It was also the first RPG to be set in this cinematic universe. Oh. Stop. Yeah, Andy Roberts. No, no, this is not right. No, this is not right. Spider-Man. It's incorrect. No. I'll take a guess. Yes, Scruff. Is it Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Is the correct oh. answer! Very nice. Hang on, there were seven games of Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, there were. The Knights of the Old Republic series. I thought there were only two. No, there's a whole bunch. Would you like, if you can uh, fill for like 10 seconds, I'll give you all of them. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I love Knights of the Old Republic too, and I always assumed that was the last one. I know they did the yeah. online The Old Republic, but um, which I played for a bit, which was thoroughly enjoyable. Do you know what, re- what I'm really annoyed about? Is yeah. that I, th- I thought Star Wars 
at one point. And but my head started off going going off down a down a little rabbit hole of like Star Wars Lego and stuff like that. And in the time, but had I thought about it properly, that I don't I could have got that earlier. That's annoying. I thought there was you know I, I thought yeah. there was enough info in there. Scraps very well done. You're yes, on the well board done. as well. well Good show. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So I have to like you know give you a little information though. I could barely hear the questions. I was only getting like half of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because Me too, for whatever yeah. reason, when you're playing that music over here in the states, the audio just cuts okay. in and out on me. So I was only hearing like maybe a third of the questions. I'm going to so. dial you much down on the uh, on, on the music. So <laughs> all good. Go. I still won this. You did. So I'm, very, I'm, I'm very right impressive. That. Next week, I'd like I to, to turn up the music more. <laughs> if you could turn up the music so Andy can't hear it next week, I'll be much happier. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem to matter at the moment. No. <laughs> that is very impressive. So Scruff, even at a uh, even at a uh, disadvantage over there on the other side of the world. Still <laughs> knocking out the result. So I'm just now, now. When do we get to turn around and give you a quiz? I am in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's going to be the Christmas special. One of the other questions. Yeah. Uh, one of the other clues. Sorry, was um, the next clue. In fact, was uh, some note. This is one of the greatest games of all time. Who? And it's particularly known for its shocking twist. Yes, it is. Yeah. Many people put this right up there on the top list of games of all time. It's it's a fun like Knights yeah. of the Old Republic Two was such a great game. Yeah, I, I I know I know people who have it up there as their you know not if not their favorite amongst their favorite games of all time definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't find the list quickly, but yeah, there, there there are seven. They're all very similarly titled. They're all Knights of the Old Republic something or other, uh, but they uh, they did vary, and one of them did include. Uh, that MMORPG map that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, OK. Which was all right. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I think generally they were all quite good, but we've had nothing really since then of that level. Like, if if some, if they released right now a Star Wars universe-based RPG, it would be bloody brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Although now it would be full of micro-fucking transactions. Yes. So, there we go. Oh, the final clue, which is if you were being complete idiots... You'd have had this one, which was this game took place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> although, although, although I did actually pick up on the idea it might have been a Star Wars thing and still didn't get it. <laughs> as soon as he said there were seven games in it, I instantly thought seven films, and I was thinking about Fast and the Furious. So, <laughs> okay. and I was like, I don't think they played well, games. Terrible effort all round, except for Scruff, who did a lovely old job. Yeah, yeah top. Yeah, well done. So you're on the board. Uh, no, I don't, who, are we well, keeping okay. track? I have no idea. Uh, it's two one one. Yeah, it's two one one. Okay, good. You got one. I did. I got. I got Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> Yes, there we go. And I got uh, and I got Rampage and I got Destruction Derby, which very good still isn't a game. <laughs> so uh, now we're on to uh, the next part of the show, where we're all going to talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, so I was going to start because just this morning, in fact, I finished playing Far Cry Five. Hey, well done! It's yeah. good. It's good. I realised that I was getting bored. Like part way through it, mm-hmm. uh, so I just nailed the storyline like we were talking about last yeah. week. So I was like, I'm just going to get through the story. It has an excellent ending. Oh, good! Well, it has good. a really that's good nice. ending uh, that is not satisfying in a way. So that's quite. Okay. It, I, I quite like that. It leaves you. It leaves you hanging and thinking, "What if?" and uh, and what the hell is going to happen now? Which is quite nice. And then I did the thing that every good gamer does, which is then go on YouTube and look at all the other endings. So once I oh, finished right, okay, it yeah. Yeah, on yeah. my ending, I wanted to see if there are any others. 
So it turns out there were two or three other different versions of the ending, but I think I got the best one, which oh, was well pretty done. Cool. Well done. I also found out that apparently there was a secret ending at the start of the game. So right at the very start of the game, uh, you're faced with your with the anti-hero, just like you are in a lot of Far Cry games. You know you actually cross paths with yeah, them yeah. in the game. So you cross paths with him and you're, you play a deputy sheriff and you have the option to arrest him. And then the game's over. Well, you have two no. options. You, you, no, in fact, you don't have two options. There's just one icon on the screen that says place handcuffs, right? You put the handcuffs yeah. on, which I did. But apparently if you leave it for long enough, one of your, your like sheriff guy just wanders up and goes, right, we're leaving. This clearly isn't going to work. And they walk out of the room and the game ends. Amazing. Yeah. I had yeah. I, I'd read that. I'd read that. It's pretty yeah, cool, yeah. actually. But now yeah. I'm like, shit, I should have done that. <laughs> but yeah, that's quite cool. There's a Chivo on that as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so all in all, it's very good. But I still had like thousands of side missions that I just did not yeah. even get anywhere near. Because by the time I'd reached that point, I probably put 25, 30 hours in. I had enough. I mean that that's that's one of my biggest problems I think with these with with these big open world games and I and I I kick, kick myself about it. it's what I did with Fallout Four I spent so long um, doing like getting bogged down in all the side missions and then going through and trying to loot every single building that I went past that that I just ended up getting so tired and bored of the game and actually yeah. and, and and I kind of I always get worried about going through and in 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 plowing through the story in case i miss some really cool fun fun side missions and then as a result i kind of get stuck between two stalls and i either do too many side missions and then get bored of the of the story or i or i just do the story first too too quickly and then worry i've missed out on side missions yeah i don't like all this choice god damn it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. just tell me where i've got to go yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So no, I, I think I need to be better at that. I think I think I need to be better at when I'm starting to get a bit bored of the game, just plow through the story. Apparently, Scruff. That's one thing that people are saying about God of War is that it does guide you a bit more, and people are quite happy about that. It seems to be quite a nice system. Yeah. No, it's been yeah, it's been really a fantastic game, and it, it gives you just enough information, but it doesn't handhold you too much. So you you do have to like you know learn and figure out and kind of figure out what's going to be the best way for you to take on an enemy, but it gives you just enough information to where you feel informed and you're not left in the dark. And the levels are like semi-linear, right? It's not it's not an open world. No, it is not an open world game. Um, it it has open world elements, but there it, it it's guided to a degree but you can still kind of at some point kind of break off and go do little side quests and side missions here and there so that that's that's been nice too so it's not just strictly you know moving from set piece to set piece to set piece you know there's there is some of that but it does allow you to basically veer off and oh i've run into this random character who has an interesting side quest i'm going to take that on and see what happens it does sound quite appealing to me that the idea of not having a open world right yeah. now that yeah. seems quite cool yeah and, and i think the kind of the novelty of the open world i think is it, it's lost on me now i think it, it used to be fun it used to be wide-eyed and the ability to go off and do all these amazing things with 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 no restrictions was was this kind of it's, it's like the holy grail almost but actually to a point now i've done that so much that i'm i'm actually maybe a little bit bored of it now yeah, yeah. i i, I still really like it but i think that what really actually um, frustrated me with with Fallout, especially Fallout Three and Four, was that there are areas of that map that if you go to, you are not the right level to be there, and you yeah. will get 
and but there's no signposting on that. Whereas games that actually level you up or level up the enemies based on your level, I quite like. Uh, but what it does with Fallout, where it goes, oh, it's an open world game, but it's not open world because you can't go in that direction because you will actually die instantly. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, so that feels like almost forced linearity to me, and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that within an open world game. What about those one bros that finish the entire game on the, on level one? What about those guys? <laughs> it's open world for them. Why would you bother though? <laughs> That's a very good question. I don't, I don't, I don't get those people. <laughs> what about that guy that finished Dark Souls using bananas? Uh, what about he, was, that guy? he was a genius, but only because he looked like he was having more fun than anyone else that I've seen play Dark Souls. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> because if you play it with a controller, it's one of the most boring games you'll ever play. <laughs> I am enjoying. There's a there's a there's a YouTuber that's doing a run through of Dark Souls now. Like a couple of people playing it, it's very funny. Watching other people play it, it's fantastic. I will never play that game myself. No, they're dull. But yeah, so God of War sounds awesome. And uh, anything else, Matt? Have you had bosses yet? Have you had any big boss fights? I've had one so far. And Are they good? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just the scale of the monster, the scale of the baddie that you're trying to take down is is it's been pretty epic it, it definitely takes coordination because you're basically you have your son who is the a being controlled by ai so he's involved and he's engaged and so you have to kind of you know give him little side commands of you know things to do and it, it, it's it, it definitely takes a lot of some skill and coordination i i'm i'm only playing on normal difficulty because that's just about as high as yeah. i'll ever go i so. would probably put it straight on easy yeah, like yeah. Something yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like the story but i like a little challenge so i'll usually stick with normal unless it's just impossible yes. so yeah the only game that i ever really put the difficulty up was the new doom just because that game was so amazingly good that and the challenge actually made it that much more satisfying and I'd got quite good at it by the end as well. So you actually then like, yeah, come on, give me some more. Wasn't that the actual name of the level of difficulty? Was that right? I think give there me was some more. Yeah, give me some more. And the guy's face gets slightly bloodier yeah, on yeah, each yeah. level. <laughs> uh, I just yeah, I'm, I always just the Wolfenstein game. Whatever the default yes. is, whatever yeah. the default is, I, I I stick it on. I do that, and then if I'm having a tough time with it, and I, it's affecting my enjoyment of it, I will notch it down a bit or yep, up, same. depending on it, but. Yeah, it's rarely up. Uh, what have you been on, Andy? Um, not a massive amount, actually. I've just been, I've been, I've been hitting Fortnite quite a lot on my own, um, just to get my challenges done, get it done, and tied off before the end of the season. Um, and I have um, been playing Zelda, so that's it. We've already covered what I've been on. So yeah. Oh, we'll talk about the um, the the fifty fifth, the fifty v fifty mode on yes, Fortnite. Yes, let's talk about that because that is really good fun, actually. I um. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really interesting because a lot of the other kind of you know like like temporary modes that they've had on there have not they've they've been limited or they've been limited in their enjoyment I think yeah. whereas I I found with this fifty 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 v fifty mode um, there's there's something and it, like, it's like a really really weird about you do a little bit of looting on your own and then you leg it off to the, the kind of the war zone and there's this, it, it genuinely actually feels like you're kind of 
joining in with the war. Yeah. And it's amazing because you see all these ridiculous con- you know, constructions going on and all these di- different skirmishes and battles between different groups of people and things like that. And it's, it's, it's loads of fun. It's the most fun I've had because you can, you can actually take a sniper rifle or a hunting rifle or whatever and you can go and find yourself a spot where nobody sees you and you can go out there and actually take some pot shots and get a bit of sniping practice and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really, really good fun. That's what's cool. I was wondering, is there an open chat for the 50? No. So if you, um, if you go into no fill... Yeah. Um. You just roll in on your own. If you go into Phil, you will get you rolling in a team of four. So like you do normally. So so it's, it's, oh, it's parties I see. of four. Right. Gotcha. Um, so you can either have a party of four in your in your own group, or yeah. you can join a random party of That's four. That's quite cool. Does yeah, that yeah. mean there's a long delay on on getting in there, or is it all right? not really? What what you tend to find is rather than it being fifty versus fifty, it's usually about forty eight against forty three or something. It's it's. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I'm it's enjoying it's, it just because you don't have to worry so much about it. You don't have to be paranoid at every turn yeah. of every person's out to kill you. You can always, oh, okay, you're on my side. So I've got a little wiggle room to like, you know, go explore, go try to find better weapons, go find a little more ammunition. It's not this constant just, ah, 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 what's that? What move? What's that? So it's, it's nice to kind of have a little bit of wiggle room there and you get to yeah. feel a little more engaged with the world and the game. Nice. It's, it's weird because as a mode it does exactly what you want a different mode to do which it, it makes the game feel completely different yeah like definitely. um because like matt said you're landing in these places and you're not worried about people shooting you what you're worried about is that guy is going to get that gun before me i need some guns uh-huh. yeah. and so if you're landing in the big built up area you start getting nervous not that you're going to get shot that you're not going to find the good loot so you start running around you start like waiting till someone opens a loot box and spamming the square button just so you can steal their weapons it's- but it's also really cool as well because you know that you've got the um you've now got the little kind of circle the wheel um of icons saying i need ammo or i need health or whatever and then oh. it doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. in this but i have seen people who have just said you know like like I need ammo, yeah. or I need a gun. I need rockets. Um, or yeah, and so I've done. I did that when I said uh, somebody. I was running along, just running towards the circle. Whoops, sorry, uh, <laughs> running along towards the circle with a fella, um, and he kind of ran in front of me, and he started dancing to try and get, get my attention. And then he said, "I need rockets," and I didn't have a rocket launcher, so I dropped him some rockets. Yeah. So he then like he did like a little kind of thank you thing, yeah. um, a little yeah, one of the little heart icon oh, yes, things, yeah. and then gave me a sniper rifle. Yeah, oh, it, 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 it was brilliant. Man. Yeah. It, that just is some cool. really nice, cool stuff um, like that happening. I, I had a similar thing where I'd, I'd been shot and I was I was only soloing it. So someone came over and res me right in the middle of this battle, which doesn't happen as frequently as you'd like it no. to. Um, and he, he he dropped me a uh, a health pack as he res me, Very and I was like, nice. I had a health pack, but I felt so so happy that this guy that I dropped my gun for him. I was just like, I have my gun. I just. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But it's 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 a wonderful experience and I actually played it for five hours yesterday and not once did I think I'm gonna go in and play solos okay. or, or anything. I, I just played fifty fifty and I'm not bored of it yet and I'm not looking forward to when it goes. It's um it is it's hilarious and it is absolutely chaotic as yes. well. It's completely batshit mental. Um but it is so enjoyable. I will say I do think it, it would eventually get a little bit tiresome. Um and 
Is it going to go, or is it, will, it a full it time? It, it, it will go. It is okay. a, a temporary mode, um, and it is so unbattle royale in terms of its kind of setup that I think they could only really do it as a as a temporary mode because otherwise people would just stop playing the other one. Maybe. Yes. I mean, yeah. of all the games I played yesterday, a lot of them were quite tight, where you end up with like eight versus three in the like sort of last few minutes or whatever. But there have been ones where it's like twenty versus one or something, and there is one person hiding. And everyone is trying to find this person. And it's actually like, it's like a big game of hide and seek. And usually what this person is doing is they have built a roof. Like built loads of roofs and they're <laughs> hidden under one of them. So everyone's destroying everything. So bear in mind, the first build up to this has been everyone building giant structures. And then it gets to this point where there's one guy in one of these giant structures and we need to find him. So everyone's just tearing everything down to try and find him. So... I, I have found and killed the last person now twice, and in the other day, the most exciting thing happened. I was that last person. Oh. There were eight, no, there were twenty, no, there were eighteen other other players and me, and I was just oh kind of in the, hiding at the edge of the circle, and it was great. <laughs> and I managed to snipe off, snipe off and kill two people, and had a shotgun well battle and, and killed a third person, Amazing. and then they took nice. me down because they just drew. It. But that that being that last person was incredible. So that must be terrifying. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got down to the point where I was the second to last one, and I died. And I went to the other guy who was there, and he was hiding in Loot Lake, crouched down, and he <laughs> built a structure on top of him so no one could see him. And he was there for about three minutes oh, before someone good. found him. Very good. I'm gonna have to get in on it. I haven't played. I haven't played Fortnite for a while. It's really good. Yeah, I get. I reckon. I reckon that that mode will go. Well, it probably will go before the end of the week because they usually keep them around for a couple of weeks, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So I would get on it quick. Let's maybe yeah, have a round really tonight. Good. I had to polish off. Well, we'll talk about Overwatch later, but I had to polish off my uh, competitive matches. But we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But after that, I finished Far Cry. I've got my combo matches done, so it's back to Fortnite. I think tonight probably. Cool, cool. Anybody else been playing anything else? What else been yeah, going I've on? I've played quite a lot as well as Fortnite and Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I I and Magic the Gathering, which I won't bore you with even more uh, uh, but I'm still loving a lot uh, so I play Matt can I just say hearing you talk enthusiastic about things is never boring yeah. that is true <laughs> thanks true. Andy oh bless you <laughs> um, however I am now going to talk about two other games that I've been playing so uh, the first one is because my internet was down this morning I jumped back into <laughs> Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, yeah, cool. um, and it's such a wonderful game it's starting to get to the point where as an RPG it may be beating Skyrim for me Ooh. I'm not entirely sure Um, but having talked about open world games the number of choices and the number of things you can do Andy would hate this I think because there is so much to do there are so many side quests you can ignore them there's different ways of doing the side quests so this morning I got a side quest where someone said oh there's this wizard who's taking us all under control and you get into his house and he goes oh actually I want you to find this tome of like important power and I'll give it to you and I go right do I agree to that or do I kill him so I agreed to it and then killed him and, and it's just the different ways you can do that um, but then you get his key and you go down and you find out he's got a basement full of zombies it's just all of this it's just like it's just mad it's absolutely mad but it's the most wonderful RPG you can imagine it's, yeah what I've played of it I've really really um, liked as well so in terms of when we, me and you played Sai we played for about let's say 10-12 hours something, yeah, like that. something like that and we, we got quite deep into it yeah. I, I continued after that and we had only scratched the surface. Right. You're talking, we probably only hit about like 
two percent of that wow. game. Uh, so it's That's it's cool. huge, and I, I'm I'm really enjoying getting back into that. Yeah, um, nice. I'd love to do it again, but my my biggest issue was that we were trying to play it with with three yeah. with a team of four. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with it was was number one the I guess the technical mechanics of how they handle that group Absolutely. save, yeah. which is basically one person physically hosts the save, yes, and it can't be shared, which is very frustrating because you then have to have a host who's always available to yeah. play. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing is the which I know this. This is a classic isometric RPG thing, but is managing the managing the non-playable yes, indeed. guy in your group. Yeah. Because we were constantly fucking around with that poor bastard. The Red Prince. I yeah, mean, yeah. that poor guy, he had nothing. And every five minutes, he would just get set on fire because none of us knew what the hell was going on. Uh, that was generally because we'd given him cursed armour <laughs> yeah. and we didn't realise it was cursed. But um, yeah, but I, I get that. But it's, it's such a wonderful game. And... I actually miss playing it co-op, but actually playing it solo solo is really good because you manage all those players and you can do that whole strategy yourself. Right. So yeah, yeah. I suppose it's just a bigger undertaking because then you take on all four and you really have to manage absolutely every single yeah, yeah. one. But it is very cool and the it's depth awesome. of the combinations of stuff the, you can do, the storylines and everything are just just, yeah, just brilliant. It's very um, good. So the other thing I've been playing was uh, Frostpunk. <laughs> yeah. So, what is what is this? So Frostpunk is a survival city builder. So the idea is that. In the future, the world has got very cold. Uh, it's all iced over, like some sort of winter. It doesn't get, really give the reason for it. I think there's there's the implication that it's like all the global warming and climate change has caused it to... And right. you have to go and rebuild London. But you seem to rebuild London in a hole, a, a crater. Um, I'm not sure why they don't explain that. But effectively, you're in the snow and all you have is a giant furnace in the middle. And that furnace, and you've got a lot of people. So your first resources are people. You then send them out to gather, uh, like, you know, uh, cold, because you've got to keep the furnace going, otherwise everyone's going to freeze to death. Yeah. Or wood to build structures, or steel, um, things like that. Every, so you, you're building things like um, workshops, you're building... It's, it's that typical sort of build and, and survive. Yeah. Um, building little tents for your people. But um, every so often you get to pass a law. So every 18 hours, you can pass a new law. Um, and the law's very much determined by your current situation. So you'd be like, well, like, I, I, we're, we're really low on food. So you can decide to either serve people only soup, which will make your rations go longer, or cut it with sawdust. Um, and all of these laws have <laughs> either positive or negative, ben- well, positive benefits or, or negatives. Um, yeah. All of them do. Uh, so there's one like, for example, child labour. You'll have more more people to go and get wood or food. Oh dear! But people get very unhappy with their children potentially yes, lose, a, losing an, an arm. Ethical minefield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a worrying one which I, I got the other day, which was um, dead bodies. So you can choose to either um, bury them, like crem- cremate them, sorry. Okay. Or you can leave them in the snow far away from the furnace. For future use. Oh my so, goodness! So, so there's, there's all these things, and and every it sounds dark. It is dark, but every so often, your choices that you make mean that someone will come and start complaining to you about stuff. And basically, all the Rightly people in so, this, the they are it. your resources, but they are also really irritating and needy. <laughs> and it's it's interesting because it's the first game I've had where money isn't the issue. It's people. Right. People are the issue. This sounds quite good. It's, it's brilliant. It, it's not an, an ongoing, never-ending game. It, I think it ends after day 45 or something. Okay. But you can, if you're doing well, you can go and get more people from London and get more resources, but then you've got to keep the, more people happy. 
But if you don't keep people happy, they kick you out and the game ends. That's so, so good. It, it's fantastic and it looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm well up for that. Actually, actually, sounds pretty cool. Um, and what was the what was the one that we played uh, with the zombies? The, uh, the survival city. Something builder. about billions. Yes, they, they, are, they billions. are billions. Yeah, I did enjoy that as well, but it was rock hard. It was so so hard. Yeah, this this feels as hard, but not as you know. It's it's not like game ending within a second. It's just you have this slow deterioration of right. your your yeah, your colony yeah. so sounds cool it is it's really really fantastic nice uh that's 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 it for me uh scruffy you, you got anything else for us uh outside of god of war um i'm still finishing up the original kingdom hearts remaster and should hopefully get that knocked out soon i kind of want to go back and uh i started playing uh you know moist you know years behind on the good games i'm finally was playing uh, guacamelee if you've ever played that one yes oh i haven't is it good yeah yeah it's really really good it's basically a side-scrolling platformer where you play as a uh, i'm gonna butcher how to pronounce this so i apologize the luchador 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 okay uh (laughs) just the story is funny it's the gameplay is a lot of fun. It, it requires a lot of, you know, precision and combos and uh, precise platforming at times, but it's actually been a lot of fun. It's one of those games where it's challenging, but it doesn't feel punishing. So if you fail at something, it, it usually lets you just kind of right back in to, you know, take another stab at it, but and it doesn't feel like you... And any, any kind of win that you get actually feels pretty earned. So that's that's always nice in those kind of games where it's just, I have to do this for the fifth time. And then you finally get yeah. it and you feel like, yes, I accomplished something. So That's cool. I have heard lots of good stuff about that, but it's, I've never played it. It's really good. I played it a few yeah. years ago because I, I really so like that, that, that sort That's of, on my to-do list. Yeah, it's, it's that sort of Metroidvania style where it's side-scrolling and you've got the puzzles and you've got the platforming and you've got the combat. Yes. It's like there's not enough of those games. Like Not since they stopped doing the Castlevania games as 2D and not since they stopped doing the metroid ones as 2d so it's, yes. it's a fantastic game you reminded me about that castlevania series on netflix everybody should watch that oh yeah really it's well good. Good. uh that's a complete aside but it's still true and it's game related so it's fine yeah, that's right i'm always looking for things to watch on netflix because whenever i stick netflix on i then spend three hours scrolling mindlessly yes. through the things and never find anything has anybody started watching the lost in space yes you have i have tell me about it uh please. i have watched the first three episodes and it's very good is it surprisingly good, good. yeah okay. Okay, that's I want to watch that as well. Yeah. Danger Will Robinson, etc. As an aside on Netflix things to watch, this is not game related, but I recommend One Punch Man. One Punch Man. It's an anime series, um, which occasionally would put me off, but it hasn't got all the tropes that you normally associate with it. It's about a superhero who can kill any enemy with one punch, and therefore he's going through this whole sort of depression because he's demoralized because his life isn't interesting because he doesn't have any purpose because <laughs> literally any any enemy he comes up against he just hits them with one punch and they're gone <laughs> so it's it's very very it's a good pretty good power and, to be and fair it's, it's got all these other superheroes in there and they're just absolutely ridiculous and all the enemies are ridiculous and it's well worth a watch that does sound good and a fantastic segue into me asking you all if anyone has seen infinity war yet nope no, because I hated the first Avengers film. I also hate yes, most of it. I've seen it, but you've seen it, Matt. Tell us about it. Is it? Oh, is it, is well, it no as, spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Obviously, I'm no going to avoid spoilers. I will do my absolute but best. But is it as incredible spoilers. as everybody is? Well, not incredible, but as huge as everyone's talking about. 
It is definitely as huge as everyone has said, uh, particularly because you're dealing with all of these franchises that have only, outside of the Avengers, they've only really kind of, you know, come together minimally. So it's actually really cool to see the Guardians of the Galaxy teaming up with Thor and Captain America and all of the other Earth-based heroes. So that's been a lot of fun. You have all of these plot lines that first you know started to be hinted at 10 years ago finally coming together it, it's it was a really pretty spectacular movie um it, it's you don't have to have seen all of the previous you know 18 movies or 19 movies to going into it but it certainly helped i basically re-watched all of them over the last couple of months just to kind of get ready for infinity wars because i knew there were going to be things that i had forgotten and sure enough watching through i was like oh right that happened <laughs> um but uh, but once i got there and then actually watched how they kind of wove that whole story together it was just really really well done and i can't wait for 2019 for whatever the next movie is going to be called but it's it's, it's already whoops it's already filmed and ready to go so i i, I do really like the idea i mean it, it, it sounds absolutely mad but i do like the idea of of the of melding what are massively different styles of kind of superhero characters together just i mean on a very basic level the guardians of the galaxy and the avengers all together because one's just an out and out comedy which is a high level of silliness one of which is you know a fun and occasionally funny thing and then mashing all of those things in deadpool's in it as well is, is, that, is that right Deadpool is not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay, yet. I wonder where I thought. Now, if the Disney and Fox merger happens, then there is a distinct possibility they'll bring Deadpool in. He's and, got oh some God, connection to the X Men universe, right? Which is still yes, owned he's tied by to the Fox, right? Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Correct. Okay, that that would have been funny. Getting they never, trying to weave him next in there year, as well. Yeah. Next and they year, never came yeah. up with the agreement like Sony did with Spider-Man coming yeah. into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yeah, oh, but that God. that was like ten years in the making as well. Yeah, that that, that's how. It? That's why we had to watch nine craps Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. movies. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You take that aback. Those first two Sam Raimi ones were fantastic. That's they true. were. They were. To be fair, the um, one that had Doctor Octopus awful. Oh, that was so bad. Which one? Spider-Man Three was so oh, yeah. bad. I, I agree with that. I was, yeah. yeah. There are very few movies I want to walk out of. I wanted to walk out of that. <laughs> I, I've walked out of loads of films. I've well, I was with co-workers at the time, so I think actually our friend Shane was there too. <laughs> he was probably loving it. Whilst we're on the subject no of movies, as well, moving slightly on from um, from superheroes to a point, um, I actually did go and we spoke about it before in a previous podcast. I went to see Ready Player One. Okay. Um, Right. And, I still haven't seen it. Um, I mean, it's. I thought it was all right. Oh, well, that's that's a that's something or nothing. I was really hoping yeah. you were going to hate it. No, you see, I mean, I I know like I know loads <laughs> of people who absolutely loved it. I mean, absolutely loved it, and and I also know of people who thought it was absolute garbage. Yeah. Personally, I, I mean, it's all right. It was it was a you know they have summarized the book as you kind of have to do because it's you know it's not a yeah. short book in any way and then yeah i mean it just sort of it ticked to some of the boxes it was just a bit uh, uh well that's not surprising i suppose no. at the end of the day right that's enough movie chat uh we need to crack on with the pod okay so now it's time uh it's time for the top five yes now this was uh this was by request this week 
for I think it was your request, Andy. Uh, it was, yeah. Go so, on, you can introduce it. So uh, what I wanted to talk about is, um, and it was actually touching back on on, on movies. It's, there's a there's kind of a big discussion in in kind of movie circles of, about about sequels that were better than the original and or sequels which are the best in the series. Like, for example, the Godfather trilogy, yes. where Godfather 2 was better than the first one was great, the second one was even better, and then the third one was a bit shit. Actually, Spider-Man, the, the, yes. the, the, the Tobey yeah, Maguire yeah. Spider-Man, first one was good, second one was amazing. even better, yeah. absolutely amazing, third one was crap. So it isn't necessarily saying that the third one or the fourth or the fifth one of the series has to be rubbish, but it is where kind of the sequel is the best and all the definitive. It's better, builds on and is better yeah. than the first. And Terminator is a clear, obvious one of those, isn't it? Terminator 2 was just the pinnacle of that franchise. Yes. Yeah. We do movies, by the way. We do video. No, no, so, no, no, video no. Again. so, so, so it was, yeah, so, so that's the, com- that's the kind of a, a general conversation that you get in, 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 in the movie world. So I thought, yes. well, well, let's, let's, let's transfer that across to, to video games. And I thought of a few examples and, and so, okay. yeah, I, I, I reckon it was, I reckon it's, I reckon it's got some so, legs, this one. Top five se- video game sequels that are better than the original. Correct, yes. yes. Right, Matthew Angel, hit us. I don't think I should go first, oh. because my two are clearly the top two that have ever been Go on, been no, because you always save them up for the end, and you look like a hero, so it's not allowed. You're gonna yeah, have to but come then you in. veto it and put them at number yeah. five. You're so, going to have to come in uh, first right, this week. So the first one is uh, Power Stone 2 for the Dreamcast. It is just... Amazing. So this the, is exactly what Andy predicted you would do. No, no, he, he suggested I was going to be doing bird watching or Sega, something. Yeah, Sega bird watching so, too. Uh, Power Stone. The original I don't even one. know what Power Stone is. I, that, that's that's why they need to keep making these games because Power Stone was a. It's an isometric fighting game. So four on four. Well, one on one on one on one or two on two um, fighting game. So. A bit like Street Fighter, so you're punching, you're kicking each other, but you're in destructible um, environments, so you can pick up rocks and throw them at each other, guns will drop down, you can shoot them, umbrellas that you can wallop people with, just really, really good fun. The second one took it to another level, it had levels where the levels actually moved, so one of the levels is you're on top of a um, flying space, well, sort of aircraft, and you're fighting on this, and then eventually the plane crashes and you're in the air falling a bit like when you go out of the bus in Fortnite, but you can punch each other in the air and then you land on the ground and there's a little tank there you can get in the tank or you can and it's it's just so much fun it really really is it's fighting games have never been that much fun for me like the 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 sort of 2d one-on-one fighting games but this was just wonderful and power stone 2 just took it to a completely next level um I genuinely don't think there's ever been a fighting game that's has been as good as Power Stone 2. Oh, crikey. No, no, 100%. Big claim. It, it, was, it was done by Capcom, so it was actually very well done. Um, and I, I don't... I assume this was a title on the Dreamcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. obviously. I, I genuinely <laughs> don't know why they stopped making them, because it was so, so much fun. I, I, I would happily, go. if they had a remaster on the PS4, pay like 20, 30 quid for it now and just have a whole load of fun with it. Power Stone 2. Uh, the second one that I have, on. which if this is not on the list, this whole table's getting flipped, <laughs> is without doubt the greatest game that has ever been made, Ooh. Uncharted oh, 2. Here we go. Uncharted 2. So Uncharted where it was, was just like, you know, it was about eight hours of Indiana Jones and then it turned into a little bit of a weird horror sort of game. And it was it was a great game, but it wasn't amazing. Uncharted 2 took everything that the first one did and it perfected it almost 
Um, I mean, it does have the best box pushing mechanic of any like, game. Like, of this, any game. This I table mean, can go. It this, is. That was de- the one where delightful. You, Uncharted Two was the one where you start off with uh, you're hanging off of the train. Yes, in Tibet. To, oh, that's uh, an that epic is an excellent. So every single level leading up to the final boss fight. The final boss fight is absolute garbage. They have never been able to do final boss fights. But everything leading up to that was just big cinematic action sequences so in one you're in a building that's collapsing and you're having to run down and jump across while you're doing that, that was one good. point you're on a train and you're finding rocket launchers and there's a helicopter gunship coming at you that was every good. single level was just intense perfectly done the characterizations the storyline just absolutely brilliant there is not a better game that has ever been made and that's why it is the best sequel that's ever been made crikey well box pusher 2 then is on the list. I'm, 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 I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, but I've got better games on my list. Of course you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? Okay, we're gonna go with me then. Okay. Um, so first off, and, and actually quite fighting heavy. I've only just noticed this. Um, right. as, as Matt was talking about fighting games, um, Streets of Rage two. <laughs> An now this absolute ca- stone cold classic. This came up last week. Um, and it is, it is, abs- everything about this. So Streets of Rage was a um, you, you mentioned last last time round, Matt. You kind of called Streets of Rage a, a poor, poor man's, man's gold max, and and I would say the the first Streets of Rage was was very similar in many ways. Um, in to to Golden Axe, it was just slightly slicker and just felt a little bit kind of more up to date. Yeah. Whereas Streets of Rage two, um, it just it just worked so well. They they just they just upped the ante on everything. They the character design, all of the boss designs. Um, there was there were four very very distinct characters to choose from who actually had very distinct different abilities and different styles and things like that. The sound design and the in the music in that game was absolutely incredible, um, and it is just the definitive side-scrolling beat 'em up as far as I'm concerned. I also think it's the first game that's made onto two different top five lists oh, since we yeah, started. Could that's be, pretty yeah. good. Um, so another one and. This has got to go in because it is just an absolute classic. Um, well, it doesn't necessarily have to go on the list, but it would be a crime not to mention it. Uh, Street Fighter 2. Because Street Fighter, the first game, I remember actually playing that on the Amiga in because a friend of mine had this long before Street Fighter 2 came out and it was just, it was okay. I remember thinking it, was, it wasn't it was quite as good as International Karate Plus. And, <laughs> and, and, but, it was, but it was okay. But then Street, Street Fighter 2, I mean, that, that completely redefined an entire generation of, of, of fighting games. I, I just think it was... I mean, I know there were different versions of it. There was a Turbo Edition and yes. things like that, but they're all kind of essentially versions of the same well, game. Well, that's why there were those different versions, because Street Fighter 2 kind of changed everything. Yeah. One, fighting one problem that I have with Street Fighter 2 being on this list, yeah. and it shouldn't be a problem, because clearly the first game's called Street Fighter, the second one's called Street Fighter 2. Correct. They are not the same game. They in are terms not at of, all. Like, the first Street Fighter was like Streets of Rage, wasn't it? You yeah. were just walking along a street, hitting yeah. people, which thus made Street Fighter make sense. This one was just like a, a, t- a one-on-one fighting game. It's almost it's a like, very good point. But well, it's the equivalent of saying, well, you know, Uncharted Two is a great sequel to, like, you know, I don't know, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and it's like, well, they're not the same game. So. But, what, but I mean, they they, 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 they took they took characters and moves yeah, from yeah, the first one, and, and what thing. they took is they took a first game and they built on it and and changed it and developed it beyond what what people normally do with sequels and actually yeah. turned one of the greatest games of all time. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, unarguably. So I think no, that's that's that's, a, that's all in there. Um, sorry, go it's on. only the second best fighting game though. After oh, well, well, obviously, yeah, yeah. Okay, you've done two, so um, I'm going to move over to. I'm just going to I'm just going to quickly drop these in. I won't talk about them at length. Tekken two. Yeah, yeah, and. Micro Machines 2 tournament, Turbo Tournament. <laughs> I know I talk yeah. about it all the time, but. Yeah, to but get to mention every week. Yeah, but in terms Another. of development of a sequel, amazing. <laughs> Another classic mensch for <laughs> Micro Machines. Uh, Scruff, what do you got for us? Oh, gosh. All right. I'm, you'll have yeah. to tell me how to narrow this list down. Okay. <laughs> do you want to just give us a list, or have you got any we'll form of preference? I've got, I've got a couple that I think absolutely deserve to be in the, in, in the running. Um, okay. For one, I'm going to immediately add the brand new God of War. Oh, crikey, straight um, in. It's, it's that good. To me, it, wow. it absolutely, if we're going particularly from God of War 1 back in the early 2000s, absolutely has that one beat hands down. What number is uh, this, by the way? This is technically this is technically four, but they're not numbering it at this point. They're, they're, it's it's, it's, it's a direct continuation of the story, but I think they're going back in terms of renumbering for the new console generation. So. Right. I'm putting it as an honourable mention at the moment because of the questionable nature of the time. <laughs> of the numbers. That's fine. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, one that I have a personal, absolute love relationship with is Dungeon Keeper 2. Anybody oh, ever play yes. that? Yes. That's a the great show. I saw somebody yeah. playing this the other day on a YouTube video. What's it was that? so good. Yeah, someone was playing it on a YouTube the other day. It's really good. Ah, anytime I get a new PC, that is always one of the games I just want to make sure I can still play because <laughs> that one just... I absolutely love that game since the first came out in 1999 and I just happened to stumble across it in the game store and was like, oh, what's this? Let's try this. And just had a blast and lost so many nights playing to the game to where the dungeon keeper, overlord, master, whoever, the guy who's talking yes, to you in the game, yeah. he's like... Shouldn't you be going to bed? <laughs> because it's like two in the morning, and it like it, you know, the game recognizes that it's that late, and you're still up playing. Um, yeah. yeah. My my other personal favorite moment is when you're in the casino. My very first time, I actually had the casino built up, and I'm off doing something else on the other side of my dungeon, and I hear this music in the background. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I start scrolling around to try to figure out, like, is something wrong with the game? Is like, am I picking up music? from something else and just get over to the casino and realize they're playing Disco Inferno because somebody has just hit the jackpot in the casino. <laughs> Demons got jackpot. And so they play oh, literally yes. Disco Inferno. That is epic. Very so that is, that is absolutely has to be on my list yeah. here. Uh, top five sequels. Um, I'm also going to toss in Miss Pac-Man. Because that is so much better than the original Pac-Man. Pac-Man was a fantastic game when it was first released. You know, it, it, it basically defined an entire generation of you know gamers, particularly in the arcades. But Miss Pac-Man changed it up because they had different screens, different uh, like you, instead of just the same static screen, every couple of screens you would get you know you would get a different map and. The, the the fruit didn't just sit in one place. The fruit you had to chase around the screen like everything else. And uh, so see, it, I don't it, think it, I ever played Ms. Pac-Man. You I never think, played Ms. Pac-Man? I, I don't think Did you so. only ever play the original? Yeah, but I've I hardly even played the original. I don't know yeah. if I don't know if like it was on it was in the arcades only, right? Or was it on the NES as well? Um, it, yeah, it's it's shown up on pretty much every game console. You can even get it now on the PS4. Because so, I think yeah. I was playing like, 
fuck, what was it called? The one that you fire the missiles, like... Oh, missile defense. Missile defense. Like, that was the kind of thing I was playing back at (laughs) that point. The ingeniously named. Missile defense. Yeah. yeah, That didn't get a sequel. I didn't didn't spend an awful lot of time with Pac-Man either, because every time I'd go to the arcades, there was always something that looked a bit more fun. But I get the feeling that Pac-Man was probably a lot more fun than... There was always someone playing Pac-Man. Like, that was the problem I found. It was very hard to actually get on the box. And for me, whenever it was a choice between Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man, I would immediately go for Miss Pac-Man because I knew, you know, if I could make it past the third level, the screen would change on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a huge thing. Yes. No, Pac-Man was identical, wasn't it? It was just the speed and the motion of the ghost that Yeah, the ghost, the monsters just got faster, the power pellets just got a little weaker to where you couldn't they didn't last as long that was about all that changed when you leveled up in pac-man right well um okay in an effort to resolve this situation uh i'm going to make a couple of adjustments i'm not going to add anything this week you're not i'm not going to add anything does that mean first place is open i don't need to add anything because we've already got our top five here the only thing i'm going to do i'm i'm replacing you're nailing the table down before I, I lose my temper. <laughs> I'm just holding the table down before I remove Uncharted 2 from the list. <sighs> no, Uncharted 2 makes the list. Number one. It, there's no there's no number ones in our list, Matt. That there, is number one. This is a this is a socialised list. Put it in number one then. It's if, pure, it don't, if it doesn't it's matter. It's really even. So on the top five we have I see your Uncharted 2 and raise you Dungeon Keeper 2. Exactly. I, I love Dungeon I'm happy with that being there. Dungeon Keeper 2 is on the list. We have Dungeon Keeper 2, Ms. Pac-Man, Uncharted 2, Streets of Rage 2, and taking the final spot, Street Fighter 2. Yes. Yes, and that is our top five. And that leads us on to the very uh, last part of the show. We take a little trip to Dorado. (laughs) Gentlemen, what's happening in Overwatch? It's fun again. It's uh, fun again. Yeah. Go on. Well, I... I it was not fun? No, no, it's <laughs> not that it's not been fun. It's just that we were playing it so much at one point that every game felt like a chore at times. So it felt like the losses were really, really bad. The, yes. the losses were because people were dropping out or the losses were... And when we sat down and played it again this week, because we'd had a bit of a break from it, it felt fresh again and... Even the losses we were getting, they were quite hard-fought, close losses. I really enjoyed that session we had the other day for the first time that we played in a while. We played four or five games. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a win where we probably shouldn't have won and we yeah. managed to just like turn it around. And it, it just felt that sort of... I, I, I felt that same sort of joy that I felt like a sort of a year ago when we were playing it, where yes. we were just like, yes, you're punching the air in. in exactly. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. even when we lost, I was just like, oh, that's frustrating, but it's not, I, it wasn't an anger frustration. It was like, oh, we, we almost had that. Yes. And, no, it was really, really good. And what I still don't understand, the uh, the competitive ranking system, because we played, and I had one more match after we guys finished the other night, and I was like, right, I'm going to finish this off because the season finished tonight. Oh, no, last night. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, right, I need to get it done. So I finished off my competitive matches and then it ranked me like 500 higher than I was ranked last month. And I'm sure I was much better because, in fact, on that last match I played, I was really not playing. I was just doing it so I could finish the thing and go to bed. I mean, part part of it is where you finished the last ranking event as well, isn't it? So I think it's not just where you started, it's where you finished. But but also, it's not it's not just whether or not you win your ranking matches, it's how well you've done them. And I think gold medals in particular yeah. take take massive. So if right. you've gone in and you've played, you know, you've just 
been better than your team or you've been you know on on, on a character who just gets lots of medals then because that, that's how people rank up isn't it they 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 right. pick and choose characters that that are good for gold medals like diva for example is great for for for, for, for a lot of gold medals because she gets a lot of kills because her bullet spray and things yes. like that so yeah, yeah, so yeah. there are ways of doing that but um yes it might just be that you were playing better characters or you were just playing better within your games during this lot it just seemed a, it just seemed a very large difference. It is, a big difference, you know, yeah. like, it just seemed a very large difference. But I was I was like very frustrated with the last one because I thought that was the one where you and I Scruff, had like nine out of ten in our compound matches. Remember season eight, whenever yep. it was, yep. and I really thought like after that I was like shit, we're going to be up there, we're going to be like you know heading towards platinum, yeah. and then got ranked in like seventeen hundred. I was like shit. Yep, silver. Yep. Yeah. I'm starting to suspect that the placement matches don't count for a huge amount. Yeah. Like you're talking about it wavering between like five percent of what your score is. I think your score is pretty much where you ended last time, plus or minus five percent, depending on how your placements maybe. go. Yeah. I mean I've my my placement matches for the last the last maybe four or five seasons have have, have put me within a, a hundred or two hundred of, of, of where I am all the time. Yeah. Right. Which is roughly where you've placed yeah, this, yeah, like two thousand two hundred around then. So, yeah, yeah it just seems so, weird. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm mostly worried. So we had that game played in. I was like, yeah, I could definitely get back into playing a bit more, bit more Overwatch. Uh, but that that message you sent around Andy is highly concerning about the symmetry changes. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's interesting because I mean, I having played Symmetra so much for I mean she was my I mean I was maining her basically yeah. um, particularly only, only on defence really admittedly but uh, I, I, I got to the point where I was getting a bit bored of her admittedly that was a similar time to the, when we kind of got a bit frustrated with, with comp and we dropped out of playing comp yeah. so, so I was okay just to start mucking around and playing with other characters so for me I'm actually a little bit less worried about those changes, just on the basis that that I'm 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 less wedded to playing her because I I just got a bit bored of her, um. So so it's a little bit of kind of, I don't know, a little bit of something fresh for me to get my teeth into. Yeah, true. Um. But it does it does sound like it's going to take a make a massive change just yeah. to the to just to the the general gameplay. I mean this this infinite shield thing. Yeah. Um. Just sounds, sounds very strange. It sounds mad. And I mean, to be fair, they are still playing with this. The devs, you know, they this isn't an announcement of what it's, it's going to be. It's not on the PTR no. even yet. No, no, it? no. They're not. It's, no. I think they're away off that. Yeah. I think they're just basically saying this is this is what we're currently looking at. They've looked at lots of other things. They looked at they looked at, for example, having her having the the orbs the um the turrets yeah. healing rather than doing dealing damage oh, Jesus, okay, so they're like trying no, lots of stuff i'm not having that no they're not they're not <laughs> and they aren't doing it they they they, they, they... although like, you could like you could set up like a car wash uh, like a car wash healer which would yeah. be quite cool in a way that's it would be, it would be all right if you had the option to choose between yes. the two or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, they did. They looked at it and they said it, it just didn't work at all. But so they they've looked at lots and lots and lots of different changes. But the thing that bothers me is that that around where we're we're playing, kind of you know, like the games that I've played, low platinum, high like gold, and down through into silver. Yeah. Like Symmetra's played plenty. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah, because yeah. she's not yeah. played in the the elite stuff that, that they feel like they need well, to make that massive was, changes. Well, that was Matt's suggestion is that she's not being played in the league. And well, that's why this really annoys me because it's like the people who are played in the league. That, that's a very small percentage of players, Tiny, right? Yeah. Quite frankly, they can do one. I, I don't <laughs> like 
Blizzard don't make mistakes generally, so I'm, I'm going to give them a bit of leeway on this. Yeah. But Symmetra is the one character that we all love playing. Like there, there are very few characters that we all love playing. Yes, yeah, true. And and so we're all a little bit touchy about this. Yeah. Um, but if she's not being played in like the Overwatch League, and I've watched a lot of the Overwatch League, and there are plenty of characters who are not being played, it's because there are six or seven characters who are too powerful. They should be looking at toning down those characters rather than yeah. adjusting the ones who aren't being played. Yeah, That's my view. I, I do tend to For agree, example, yeah. Farrah should be taken out of the game because <laughs> she's terrible. Um, but but all that sort of stuff. And, and the way that people play Overwatch League is completely different from how people play Quick Play. But there are plenty more people playing Quick Play or competitive online than are playing in the Overwatch League. Yeah. So quite frankly, don't pander to those people. I totally agree, but I also wonder if these leaks happen on purpose to get this kind of feedback. Maybe. Because they know that the community is very touchy about stuff. And I wonder if, yeah, let's just throw this little leak out, see what Reddit says about it, and then we'll try some other stuff. Well, not although, Reddit, because they're massively irrational about everything. <laughs> although, to be fair, if they if they did listen to that kind of feedback, they wouldn't have done what they did to Mercy. That's true. That is <laughs> true. That, I mean, there, there, there were people that lost their fucking yeah, shit. I think that was very much uh, a pro-league pro meta change they yeah. they wanted to make for Mercy but, that's but really the what thing that is was. it hasn't stopped people playing Mercy all it's done is now yeah. make people play Mercy plus another healer yeah well, and well that's it did you notice when we were playing the other day the meta has changed now and it actually warns you if you only have one healer yeah absolutely it's, it's incredible like, yeah just just do one don't, I don't care if we've got no healers just let us play the game yeah. we want to only one healer only one tank yeah like always popping oh, out it's incredible oh, it might as well just pop up and go oh you're not going meta are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, on that final chat, I'm afraid, boys, we've reached the end of our we've reached the end of our fourth podcast, and so I'm just going to uh, play us a nice little background tune, which will upset Matt on the other side, but we'll get through it. And I'm going to ask Andy to say goodbye. Cheerio, everybody! Bye. I'm going to ask my angel to say goodbye. Bye. And Scruff, say goodbye. No, he doesn't want to say goodbye. We no, 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 I was on mute. Sorry. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.